From the WIA News Hub in Queensland and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed by VK1 WIA. Okay, welcome along to WIA National News for week commencing May 24, 2009. I'm Graham VK4BB. And the sailing vessel Elusive Crew, all safe and well. Thanks to Amateur Radio coming to the rescue. SV Elusive on Saturday, May 16 at 13.05 local, while three days out of New Zealand sailing to Fiji started taking on water fast, reason unknown. Nearby was the SV Scarlet O'Hara, who did go to help. All three persons on board the Elusive were taken off and are reportedly safe and well. Sadly, within an hour the vessel sank. At the time, there were three vessels going to assist and over six ham radio operators coordinating the emergency, along with the NZ and Australian Maritime Rescue Authorities. Central Coast Amateur Paul VK2HMV, part of the PAC-C net, helped coordinate the rescue. 2010, a time to celebrate. On the 11th of March 1910, a group of wireless telephony enthusiasts met at the Hotel Australia in Sydney to discuss the formation of a club to represent them. This club initially took on the name the Institute of Wireless Telegraphy of Australia. 100 years on, the club still formed the focal point for enthusiasts to meet fellow amateurs and obtain technical and social connections. So the Wireless Institute of Australia is encouraging clubs to be part of the celebrations next year, 100 years of organised private or amateur radio communications. The WIA are suggesting that clubs attempt to take some form of public profile during the year, organise an exhibition in the town, perhaps at the local library, secondary college or shopping centre where the history of your club could be featured. Perhaps your club has involvement with the emergency services in your area and a joint public display could be beneficial to both organisations. Not only will this help to spread the word about the oldest radio society in the world, but also, importantly, gain publicity for your club in your town. If your club would like to propose some activity, send a description to secretary at wia.org.au. WIA appoints treasurer. The board has appointed John, VK3PZ, WIA treasurer, with effect from 12th of May 2009. John has held a licence for over 35 years, recently retiring after 32 from the Australian Taxation Office. WIA Club Grant Scheme Award for Melbourne ATV Repeater. An ambitious project to digitise the VK3 RTV amateur television repeater that was established in 1977 to service Melbourne and Geelong will soon see it on air using the DVB-T standard. This is the terrestrial version of the digital broadcasting standard and can be received on commonly used household set-top boxes and digital television sets. Funded by Amateur Radio Victoria, which has spent 3300 on the project so far, it received a welcome and timely funding boost this week from the WIA Club's grant scheme. WIA President Michael Owen, VK3KI, presented a $1,000 cheque to Peter VK3BFG. Expanded UHF Citizens Band proposed. With that story, Barry Robinson, Victor Kilo 3, Popper Victor. The Australian Communications and Media Authority is raising the possibility that the current 40-channel UHF band could, with some changes, accommodate up to 60 channels. The ACMA acknowledges that the class-licensed CB band is well used by not only hobby communicators, but also private, commercial and government users. An expansion needs a reduction in the simplex channel bandwidth from 25 kilohertz to 12.5 kilohertz and the lifting slightly of the band's upper frequency limit. 
However, the 25 kilohertz channels would be retained for the existing eight repeated pairs, the 535 emergency pair and the 22 and 23 telemetry telecommand channels. The proposal requires new transceivers programmed to automatically switch between 12.5 kHz and 25 kHz as required. The ACMA welcomes written submissions on the proposal by Friday the 29th of May. Thanks Barry, VK3PV, still in VK3. The Gippsland Gate Radio and Electronics Club annual Hamfest is the 18th of July at the Cranbourne Public Hall. Anybody wanting a table should contact the club immediately. And immediately after this Sunday morning broadcast callback on the wide area Mount Macedon 2 metre repeater, VK3 Romeo Mike Mike, Amateur Radio Victoria holds its F Troop net for beginners and everybody. The net began three years ago this weekend, so happy birthday. Over that time, many foundation licensees have used the net to make their very first contact. Friendly net controllers are experienced radio amateurs, educators and assessors, and everybody is welcome to join in. Last Sunday, a regular, Luke VK3HJ, said he was after some cheap scrap wire to run out his radials for an antenna. Several suggestions were made. The best was probably that it was enabling copper wire from the yokes of old TV sets to be used, and heaps of them are being trashed these days as people update to LCD and plasma. The F-Troop Net, after today's broadcast on the VK3 RMM repeater, make sure you tune in. Now to VK5. The South East Radio Group are having their annual convention on the long weekend in June. The convention is housed at the Margaret Street Scout Hall, just behind the Mount Gambier Police Station. As well as a buy, swap and sell, we have the Australian Fox Hunting Championships, excellent door prizes drawn on the hour, and commercial displays. So why not come along? Bring that special project you've been working on in the shack and enter our homebrew contest. You just don't know your luck. With great food available, and the heaters, yeah, they'll be set to high. What else would us amateurs do on a long weekend? For more information, just Google Surge. That's S-E-R-G. And check out our website. So I hope to see you there on the 6th and the 7th of June. Thanks, Charles. VK5HD. Across Australia from VK1WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service. In Adelaide's southern suburbs, it can be heard on IRLP node 6527, VK5 IRL on 146.450 at 11am and 9pm Sundays. I'm Jenny, VK5 Alpha November Whiskey. Now on VK1 WIA, discussion point, and here from Gimpy Amateur Radio is Jeff Victor Kilo for Zulu Popper Popper. Communications, well, that seems to go with Amateur Radio, doesn't it? What is meant by communications when it comes to our clubs and organisations? Is it the weekly net or the monthly newsletter to members? Amateur radio magazine and the weekly broadcast? Well, no doubt it includes all of these and more. The audio streaming and text versions of WIA and state news broadcasts help keep people abreast of what is happening. Or do they? All these sources of information are only as good as the contributed material. If our club website is not up to date and someone forgets to send the news or we just don't bother, surely we can't complain that nobody knew our group was still on the map. Keeping our members and all members of the amateur radio fraternity up to date and with a sense of involvement is important and the enthusiasm we share is the best advertisement for the hobby we have.
In this month's AR, Michael Owen, VK3KI, advises the Institute is actively seeking input from clubs, in particular, in being able to support the growth of our hobby, and especially at the club level. Our Institute is calling CQ, but have we got the rig turned on? From the WIA News Hub in Perth and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed via VK1 WIA. Hello, I'm Kylie VK6XYL with Education, Youth and Advancement of Amateur Radio. There will be on Tuesday the 16th of June an examination session for the Advanced and Standard Licences at 7.30pm in the Queen's Domain Clubrooms, Hobart. There will also be a Foundation Training and Practical Assessment session on Saturday, June the 20th, starting at 9am. Anyone interested in participating in a Standard Training course for about 10 weeks, starting around the end of June, please let Reg VK7KK know. Reg VK7KK can be contacted on mobile 0417 391 607. Taking amateur radio into South African schools. The SAAL is working with the Cy Bono Science Discovery Centre and the Gatang Provincial Department of Education to take amateur radio into technology high schools and by overlapping the Class B syllabus with the Grade 10 and 11 Electrical Technology Curriculum. The project will involve 82 schools and 88 teachers in the province. The plan is to train teachers to qualify as radio amateurs by the end of the year and to introduce the revised electrical curriculum to Grade 10 learners from 2010. The Seoul Council at its recent strategy meeting agreed with the concept in principle and appointed a subcommittee to study the proposals and implications. The first step is to prepare a memorandum of understanding which is expected to be discussed at the next Seoul Council meeting in early June. Youth Day Sprint to get the youth talking. The Youth Sprint on the 16th of June 2009 is aimed at getting the youth of South Africa talking to each other. But the SAAL have asked the hams of ZL to make it happen by getting on the air. The point structure is five points for contacts between two operators under 25 years. Two points if one of the operators is 26 and older and one point if both operators are 26 years or older. To facilitate the promotion of amateur radio to the youth and to encourage hands-on activity, the SAAL president, Rassi Erasmus, ZS1YT, said that all stations who are hosting unlicensed young people under 25 years of age during the sprint will automatically be regarded as educational stations. The Arizona Daily Star points out to its readers that there isn't a lot of extra money for education these days. But now, for the second time, a Pablo High Magnet School's math teacher, Miguel Enriquez, has received a $1,000 grant. Miguel said he's using technology to reach students because it makes the work relevant. When students want to use the ham radio to talk to someone in Puerto Rico, for example, they have to calculate how much power it will take. They have to calculate differences in time zones. They might convert kilometres into miles or consider the height of antennas. All of a sudden, math means something to them. You can see it in their eyes, Enriquez said. 
I'm Kylie, VK6XYL, and you're tuned to VK1WIA and the National News Service. G'day, John, VK5BUI here. International news with thanks to RSGB, Southgate Amateur Radio Club, the ARRL Amateur Radio Newsline, NZART, and the worldwide sources of the WIA. Ecom recognition for radio hams. The State Agency for Emergency Management in Puerto Rico, the Agencia Estatal de Manejo de Emergencias y Administración de Desastres, otherwise known as AEMEAD, is to develop a memorandum of understanding with the nation's ham radio operators. AEMEAD Executive Director Heriberto Sauri made the announcement after releasing a proclamation by the Honorable Luis Fortuno, Governor of Puerto Rico. The proclamation not only recognized the value of the amateur radio service, but declared 12th of May as the Dia del Rado Aficionado, Amateur Radio Operator Day. It cited the role of radio amateurs helping others during every kind of emergency situation. Poor sunspot activity. Scientists predict that solar cycle 24 will peak in May 2013 with 90 sunspots per day on average. At the annual space weather workshop held in Boulder, Colorado last month, an international panel of experts led by NOAA's Space Weather Prediction Center predicted that solar cycle 24 would peak in May 2013 with 90 sunspots per day on average. If the prediction proves true, solar cycle 24 will be the weakest cycle since solar cycle 16, which peaked with 78 daily sunspots in 1928, and ninth weakest since the 1750s, when numbered cycles began. 70 MHz for Slovak stations. Since May 1st, Slovak stations have access to 70 MHz in the segment 7250 to 7350 MHz, maximum 10 watts ERP. Each Slovak station must apply for special permission for 70 MHz. Names in the news. From Canada. Derek Hay, VE4HAY, has been appointed as Radio Amateurs of Canada's Midwest Region Director. Derek has been a long-time supporter of this WIA news service and the old National Q News. RAC President Bob Cook, VE3BDB, says Hay brings a wealth of experience to the director's seat. He will serve in the position until a formal election can be conducted in the region. Across Australia from VK1WIA, you are tuned to the WIA National News Service. In northwestern Tasmania, it can be heard on VK7RMD, the Mount Duncan repeater, on 146625 at 9am Sundays and 9pm Tuesdays. I'm Winston, VK7EM. Weird and wonderful. E.T. refuses to call home. Nothing heard after half a century. The search continues for signals coming from extraterrestrial E.T. civilizations, but scientists do not hold much hope of tuning into intelligence from space soon, if ever. Large radio telescopes are listening to distant bodies in the heavens or transmitting signals out into space trying to communicate with aliens. Powerful lasers are being used to try and communicate as well. The search for extraterrestrial intelligence, SETI, began in 1959. Rather than being a constant 24-7 activity, the search has been ad hoc, involving about 100 different SETI projects. Not all possible frequencies have been monitored. Not knowing if the signals used by aliens would be analogue or digital also posed a problem. Unlike the science fiction movie Contact, where a signal from space was decoded as a blueprint for a transportation device, in reality, E.T. can't phone home. Operational News, I'm Felix, VK4FUQ. 
Special Events and On-Air Contest Column, Dateline, 2009 June 6-8, Worked All VK Shires Long Weekend Contest June 20 and 21, Museums Weekend, Part A June 27 and 28, Museums Weekend, Part B July the 4th, NZART Memorial Contest, 80 metres August 15 and 16, WIA Remembrance Day Contest August 15 and 16, IWLW Running till December 31, 2009 is the 4th CQDX Marathon. International Lightship and Lighthouse Weekend Update. Here is Jim Linton, VK3PC. Now in its 11th year, this annual activation event run by the Air Radio Group of Scotland, GM0AYR, remains as popular as ever. A total of 135 registrations have been received from 18 countries, but many more are expected before the event weekend of the 15th and 16th of August. There was a record 406 registrations last year, with the top two countries being Australia and Germany. These two countries remain in the lead on the progress tally for 2009, with VK on 24 just behind DL with 27 lighthouses. Who will have the most registrations this year? No lighthouses have been registered so far for VK8, with the last time the Northern Territory had one on air was way back in 2002. What about it, Spud and the gang? For more information including guidelines, an online entry form and a list of entrants, visit the International Lighthouse Lightship Weekend website. Beacon DX in Net Advice International Museum Weekend The Geelong Amateur Radio Club and Amateur Radio Victoria will be taking part in the International Museum Weekend of the 20 and 21st of June. GARC President Dallas Jones, VK3DJ, is encouraging other clubs and individuals to set up stations and operate from museums on that weekend too. GARC has been operating from the Geelong Regional Museum for a few years and now expands its operational to also include the Queenscliff Maritime Museum. Amateur Radio Victoria event coordinator Terry Murphy, VK3UP, advises that the statewide organisation will operate from the HMAS Castlemaine at Gem Pier, Williamstown, on the Sunday. The Geelong, Queenscliff and Williamstown museums have very much welcomed amateur radio. There should be no shortage of museums that would be available on the weekend. More details will be heard on VK1WIA closer to the event and the International Museum Weekend website details can be found in the text edition of this broadcast. Change of address for the ZL3 prefix QSL sub-bureau. Following the resignation of ZL3CED, Ken Holdem, ZL4HU has been appointed to fill this vacancy. Ken's address is as follows. Mr. K.A. Holdem, ZL4HU, P.O. Box 7, Clyde, 9341. On the 25th of July 1909, Louis Blériot became the first person to fly a powered aircraft across the English Channel from Calais to Dover. To mark this historic event, the Dover Amateur Radio Club will be operating on all bands with the special event called GB100LB on the 25th and 26th of July. We are hoping to make as many contacts as we can with French radio amateurs in particular while also hopefully generating lots of global contacts. There will be lots of other activities off the White Cliffs of Dover, including a display by the Red Arrows, a swarm of microlights crossing the channel, and an air race. Three Blerio replicas will also cross and land on the Duke of York's playing fields near to Dover Castle. Bulgarian Special Events Station 
Look for special event station LZ50BNT to be active through the end of the year, between May the 1st and December the 31st. Activity is to celebrate the 50th anniversary of Bulgarian National Television, the National Public Television Service of the Republic of Bulgaria. Operations will be on all bands and modes. A special event QSL card, double format, will be sent to all stations who send their QSL card to QSL Manager, LZ1HA, direct or by the Bureau. For VK1WIA National News, I'm Felix, VK4FUQ, Inningham. From the WIA News Hub in Brisbane and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed by VK1WIA. Intruder Watch, Enforcement Zone on VK1WIA and the National News Service. In the UK, Ofcom has been carrying out an exercise to monitor RF spectrum usage across the country. A fleet of commercial vehicles travelled all parts of the United Kingdom to monitor and record details of spectrum usage from 10 megs to 5 gigs. Data was collected and collated over a five-month period. The data amounted to 4.2 million individual spectrum measurements. The report, titled Capture of Spectrum Utilisation Information Using Moving Vehicles, is available on the Ofcom website. We'll have more from Ofcom in just a moment with Jim Linton, VK3PC. But right now from Westlakes, here is Greg, VK2's Charlie Whiskey. I'm not sure if the same applies in Australia, but in the UK, poor wireless reception is symptomatic of a much bigger issue. The BBC's technology correspondent, Rory Killen-Jones, must be hoping that his neighbours don't decide to have a larger family. He recently spent ages setting up a high-speed wireless network, Wi-Fi, at home, documenting the whole tortuous process on the BBC technology blog. But all his hard work could apparently be ruined by a single baby listener. The intercom that let parents listen to every snuffle, sob and cry operate in the same frequency band as wireless networks and can generate so much interference that they make the Wi-Fi unusable. The television rebroadcasters that many people use to watch satellite TV in the bedroom without having to install a second set-top box also use the same frequency because it is one of the few areas of the radio spectrum that does not require a licence. They too can slow down Wi-Fi speeds or make it hard for a computer to make a connection with a local network. I'm Greg, VK2CW, reporting for VK1WIA on behalf of Westlake's Amateur Radio Club, Incorporated. Pirates are lawless in more ways than one. Illegal broadcasting in the United Kingdom continues to attract tough action and strong words from the regulator Ofcom, who, in its latest enforcement report, paints a picture of criminality that goes far beyond being an unauthorised broadcaster. Ofcom says they have increasingly become linked to other forms of criminal behaviour, with some being convicted for offences such as money laundering, drug supply and firearms offences. This is far from the mere authority-challenging image portrayed in the movie The Ship That Rocked about a pirate radio ship in 1966 at a time when the government-owned BBC was the only broadcaster in the United Kingdom. Modern-day pirate broadcasters, reports Ofcom, often use transmitters that are non-compliant with the European regulations and can interfere with other radio systems or disrupt licensed broadcast stations. 
Ofcom enforcement teams continue to hunt down and prosecute offenders, even though some are setting up their transmitting equipment and operating it remotely via the internet. During 2008, Ofcom seized 489 transmitters, raided 36 studios, prosecuted 28 people and 88 others received formal warnings. I'm Jim Linton, VK3PC, and you're listening to VK1WIA. Across Australia from VK1WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service. It's relayed on CQ100 on 14.250 each Saturday and Sunday at 7am and 7pm. I'm Jason, VK2FEDS. Watch what you're doing when you're driving your new car. It could be watching. A new generation of intelligent cars is able to tell tales about their owners, potentially costing them money their jobs, and in extreme cases, their freedom. Most new cars are now fitted with event recorders, similar to aircraft black boxes. The data collected could be used to assess how well a car has been driven, how far and, in the event of a crash, what factors contributed to the accident. These event recorders could be used against you if your vehicle is involved in an accident. Australia has had only one test case involving data recorders where police used information downloaded from a Peugeot to establish how fast a car was going when it was involved in a fatal accident in 2006. Crash investigation is just one area where onboard computers are telling tales on their drivers. A US website recently published a letter from Nissan warning owners of its GTR supercar that the car's onboard computer can tell when it has been thrashed neglected or tampered with, and this could affect the warranty. Closer to home, Holden's Commodore can be fitted with a driver monitoring system that can tell fleet owners whether their drivers have been speeding or using the company car on unauthorised trips. This is is VK2FJL, reporting for VK1WAA National News on behalf of Westlake's Amateur Radio Club. Good morning, this is Robert, VK3DN, with this week's Worldwide Special Interest Group news. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Final Frontier. A reminder that the AMSAT VK unofficial HF net is on the second Sunday of each month, April through October, 1000 hours UTC on 3.685 MHz. European ham to become the first ISS commander. Frank DeWinney, ON1DWN, is set to become the first European Space Agency astronaut to oversee the International Space Station. DeWinney is currently at Russia's Cosmonaut Training Centre outside of Moscow, and the launch is expected on May the 27th. For the first four months, ON1DWN, who is from Belgium, will be a flight engineer as a member of Expedition 20 crew. With the next crew rotation, ON1DWN will then take over as commander of Expedition 21 and will serve in that position until his return to Earth in November. This will mark the very first time that someone other than a Russian or an American has held that post. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Rescue Radio. Now last week it was racing cars, this week from North Queensland it's hams communicating to the sound of galloping horses. Yes, as this news goes to air, this morning some Townsville-based radio amateurs are out there in the field playing with radios and tracking competitors in the Blue Water Horse Endurance Ride. 
Most of the operators have been up since 3am, having found their checkpoints in the dark and witnessing a glorious North Queensland sunrise. The operators are all monitoring competitor movements around the course and calling in reports to ride base located in the North Queensland Equestrian Centre. The WIA National News and Q News local transmissions, unlike some southeast Queensland and Brisbane areas where it's seldom transmitted these days, in Townsville, news transmissions are being made from one of the checkpoints back into the Townsville VHF repeater, and we're hoping that lots of stations will call in during the callbacks. The operators will be on the job until 3pm today, provided that all competitors complete the ride in the allocated 10 hours. Worldwide Special Interest Group Stamp Collecting Operators Special Postal Cancellation for ARDF Bangalore, India Last Monday was World Telecom Day and celebrating in India was the 10th VHF Day Fox Hunt. A special postal cancellation was approved by the Indian Postal Authorities on the 18th at Bangalore General Post Office. The Lowdown Column Japanese Amateurs to get LF Allocation Japanese amateurs have been given access to a 3.1 kHz wide segment between 135.7 and 137.8 kHz. Only CW, or narrowband with data transmissions less than 100 kHz, may be used in the new band. Well, that's all I have for you for this week. This has been Robert of VK3DN reporting from Melbourne. Now, for those of you that are listening, hopefully in the southeast Queensland portion, or living in southeast Queensland on the internet, if you can transmit into particularly the VK4 RBN 2 metre repeater and bring this news to the people, the same on the Gold Coast, then please let John VK4 VT know. Best to get him still on national news at wia.org.au. Till next we meet, walk softly. In the nation's capital with amateur radio news from across the globe, this has been the WIA National News Service. Local news and callbacks follow on most affiliates. We'd appreciate you checking in. VK1WIA. We've re-